Hi, my name is Paul Matthew, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Fluid Podcast, where we talk about tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use in your digital marketing strategy. I'm your host, Paul Matthew, and I'm a video marketing specialist that helps my clients communicate their message through video. Today I have speaking, I'm speaking with Ryan and Brett, who are video producers. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you guys are video producers for Lake Michigan Credit Union. I and used other to, things. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not just single us in, but you know. I used to intern at Lake Michigan Credit Union. It's true. So Disclosure. that's how I yeah. uh, know these two gentlemen. And uh, back when I was attending Davenport University. So Ryan... You have a you used to have a large influence on the web development from LMC. Is that I still correct? Do. Yeah. Okay, you yeah. still do. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So tell me a little bit more about where your responsibilities are with that. Uh, so for the credit union, I oversee the design elements. So anything from from email marketing to how the website looks and feels, how the the mobile app looks and feels, um, and so. So I manage the, the, I guess, the function and the design of those elements. And obviously, we work with a lot of internal uh, partners that, uh, um, you know, actually make it come to life with our uh, information technology teams and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. And, Brett, you are the senior video producer. So you guys work. It's only because I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they put senior in it. He's really not that old. No. So tell me about how you guys have to format video for social media. What's that process look like? Yeah. uh, So there's a lot of new uh, things coming out with social media and, and how video is being placed on social media is continuing to grow and new ways to do that. Um, you know, back in the day, you just kind of upload your video and there you go. But, you know, depending on how you want to track analytics, you have a lot of options. You can go to a YouTube model where you first post it on YouTube to get, um, you know, video shares that way and then post it on social media. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're formatting also and uh, getting in touch with our social media um, specialist at the credit union to give them the actual video files. I was really hoping that he was going to go with nationally gaining. <laughs> uh, it's an inside joke. Yeah. When he was promoting our film, Finding Home, available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The, uh, <laughs> he's on the Free Beer and Hot Wings show, and he's talking – or no, I'm sorry. We were doing uh, uh, Valentine's. That's right. We are doing music video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how they were nationally gaining, and they burned you. Oh, for, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For quite a while. Yeah. You know, it was my first PR uh, attempt. And, yeah. Uh, you it's know, like for what it was 12, worth – 13 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest learning lesson from that? Um. I think what it is is when you're not well-practiced, and I always would say from that point on I've learned, even in presenting, when mm-hmm. to, whether it's on radio, podcast, video, it's always better to be prepped ahead of time, maybe even rehearsed a few times. So, so not like know. this. Uh, not, not <laughs> well, so let me say, I think yeah. I think you were prepped, but you also were going on the you know the free beer and hot wings show. So it's you true. had to sort of expect you'd yeah. have a certain amount of... I used of... to do security there, so yeah. I, I saw those guys every day. Um, yeah. And I remember we had a security guard that had done something inappropriate, and the free beer and hot wing guys talked about it on the radio. Oh, that's awesome. And then the company, the security company, heard about what their employee had done. And was was like, this you? <laughs> no, it okay. was not me. It was him, for the record. <laughs> that's no, right. it was not. Go ahead yeah. I promise. But <laughs> So they... 
Yeah, so they, they do talk, and oh, yeah. they will make you the butt of their jokes. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you're going to be um, able to do any kind of thing like what, what I did, which was just a free plug, right. yeah, you're in the you're in their crosshairs. So, <laughs> if, Actually, I, I'd laugh and say, if they didn't make fun of it, then it probably wouldn't have it been It would have been, been a successful. horrible interview. Yeah. 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 I mean, part of their... No one would want to watch that. Like, our whole shtick is coming on people's shows and making fun of them. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, that was that was really interesting. It was eye opening. Mm. But and coming back to the video portion of that, do you format the videos differently for each platform? Because every platform has its own native bias. Where Instagram, you want more highly visual content, sure. and LinkedIn, you want more professional content. Do you you just mm-hmm. cross post all of the same content? I think we adjust for. Uh, certain elements, but I think for the most part, you know, it, when our daily job comes down to the, it's like a grind, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times we don't have the time that we would wish we had to sort of uh, go in and, and sort of yeah swap some swap of that material. That but you know, one thing that has changed and evolved for me that I've had to adjust to is this new way of uh, utilizing with our smartphones, there's so much more screen real estate. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a very traditional uh, video content maker where it was a, a standard 16 by nine mm-hmm. and you posted that. But you're seeing more and more from Instagram stories, Facebook, Snapchat, uh, you're using this vertical model mm-hmm. where now you're, it changes the whole way you even film what mm-hmm. you're going into. So if you're thinking this is mainly social and you're thinking it's Facebook stories or things like that, you might want to reconsider how you're shooting it to make sure your framing is mm. keeping it, within those lines. That's really so, important. Mm-hmm. And, and Premiere Pro just came out with a new feature where they automatically change that framing for you, which that's is a really, really cool You're feature. learning it here first on the, uh, the fluid radio show with Paul Chitten or Matthew, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know your don't name. Don't give out my real name. Oh, man. <laughs> now it's a guess. Yeah. <laughs> what? He said part of it. <laughs> That's great. And so. uh, yeah, that my last name actually means pig farm on a hill. Fun fact. Wow. Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. I can yeah. see why you changed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's fun. So yeah, have you guys uh, taken advantage of that feature yet? With the no, actually, I'm just learning about it yeah. here on the show. Yeah, yeah it's, which it's, is fantastic. It's really because I used to have to do that manually. When did this start? Uh, How recent is this? This was their most recent update. Okay. okay. So I don't even think I have it yet. I haven't played with the, the feature, but... I sort of uh, accidentally forced you to have to upgrade when yeah. we were working on Yeah, uh, we were Horse working on a movie together, and I hired you as a colorist for it. And then you used a more updated version of Premiere Pro that I like had upgraded Like a sane human being. <laughs> nice. So <laughs> then I had to upgrade, and then... Now all of my other projects I've had to update to the newer version, but so far it's worked pretty good. You know I've the been great thing though too about Adobe, which I think if anyone out there knows this, you can have multiple versions of the app installed. So, for me, for example, I use I After get that Effects. To work. Oh, but it works. Maybe I've got it's an Apple thing. I've got maybe, <laughs> but no, because I I did it when I worked on your your project. Oh, okay. You can have. Um, multiple versions of projects. So if you're in the middle of a project that, let's say you're in After Effects 2018 or whatever, and you, the last thing you want to do is upgrade that, you can install various versions of the software, which I think is really handy. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many of us have been in the situation where 
you're halfway through a project, an update comes out, and if you're like me, you just want to jump into an update because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm crazy. <laughs> and then your entire project is broken or it needs converting or yeah, whatever. Right. So right. it's handy that you can have the multiple versions. It is a little tricky. Mm. Um, I suggest Googling it, but you can find I think I did have that. that at one point, and yeah. then I got confused on, like, which prod, which well, version I was opening? That's why on. you got confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So this is the part where you guys come on and make fun of. That's me. right. That's I right. told you. I, I you pre-warned you. Yeah, I that's, pre-warned that's you. True. I come on people's shows and make fun of them. <laughs> but hey, your hair looks great today. Oh, thank you. It really yes. does. Yes. Yeah. Better than your hair. <laughs> yes. Yes. Haircut is on its way today. But one thing I was going to ask you with that new technology that you're you're talking about, where it can identify. Yes. It, is that taking into account now? their ability to do face recognition. So are mm-hmm. they finding where your main subject is and it's mm-hmm. just following that? Yeah, so it, the algorithm identifies what's most likely the center Something. object that it needs to track. And then so say your their example on their site was the snowboarder going in and out, oh, and yeah. then they would track it and adjust that frame wow. to follow as he's... You know, in the was, 80s we called that, uh, what was it, pan and uh, scan and pan or whatever? <laughs> well, it, it took pan. me forever because I used to make a lot of stories and I would... Do, I worked with a, a dancing company, mm-hmm. and so they'd be dancing all over the frame, sure. and then I had to crop it in vertically and then animate that keyframe each motion and movement. Yeah. It's kind of a cool effect. I almost like it, especially with dance videos where it's that artificial, like, jolting uh-huh. motion. Mm-hmm. It worked well for dance, but in certain cases, that's going to look bad. Not case, right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm actually another interesting feature. If we're talking about features. I'm actually in the process of considering moving to DaVinci Resolve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of feature sets in there that have been really, really cool, especially for coloring. Um, but it's got this thing called the boring detector. Have you heard about this? I have not. So it will analyze your video using algorithms similar to what Adobe is using for the pan and scan. But um, with, with DaVinci Resolve, it will look at your video and tell you when to cut. Because it mm. knows, based on how many thousands of videos it analyzed, like viewers going to get bored if this thing doesn't doesn't cut. So if you press this button, it'll show you where on the timeline you should splice, which is huh. really kind of cool. That is a really interesting feature. I yeah. hadn't known about yeah. that. Yeah. I know there's some like plugins for Premiere and other software that uh, basically finds where your camera motion gets jolty and like cut, does all the tedious labor for you. Mm-hmm. So when you come into your edit, you've already got the best of the best for all of your takes. Yeah. And all those jarring movements are just they're on a separate layer or in a different timeline. So you still have them sure. um, if you want to reference them because sometimes those are useful. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, we just we just shot a video actually uh, last week uh, mm-hmm. for, for the Christmas time season uh, for the credit union. You happened to help us out. I did, yes. Now that is uh, very cinematically framed. Mm-hmm. Now this is where it gets into the challenging part, you know, for like an Instagram or right. even Facebook for that point. I feel like the integrity of this spot and how it was framed from being the director of it, mm-hmm. that I want to keep it, you know, in that 16-9 wide ratio. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of a lot of these uh, online sites and what pe- interests people, they'll see the full vertical video, mm-hmm. and that gets their eye better. But framing-wise, I don't know how this would work. What are your thoughts on that? 
So there's a couple ways to go about that. You Some people add in like a little frame or a second piece before it starts. It says, rotate your phone. And, right. then, and then it goes into the video. So people just rotate it and watch it that way. It's kind of sad that you have to tell people to rotate their phone. Like, let's just be I honest. Mean, I'm is from an that, era where vertical video is very anyone? bad to do. You do not do vertical. <laughs> but, <hey. laughs> it's a changing landscape. <laughs> um, you could cut it like. Maybe send it off to somebody else who doesn't have that emotional connection with the cinematography that can reframe it. Because sometimes as a director, it is hard to yeah. be like, this is how it's supposed to look. Well, it's hard sure. when I've got one guy framed on the left. You, third, you have to cut the other, between them. I know. And, and I don't uh, want those cuts. <laughs> and that's what the, the challenge for me mm -hmm. when I was talking about adapting to new trends with mm -hmm. having vertical video. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm more on that traditional 16 by 9. And it's tough because in the piece, it almost does have that cinematic feel. And in certain cases, I think it ultimately comes up to you as the content creator on what you feel best represents what you shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you intentionally wanted Good it point. to be that way, but for me, I think the integrity of what we shot really deserves almost, again, those widescreen bars, you know, cinematic mm -hmm. bars, and it really has that pop of, of cinematic. And I myself, I'm a, a cinematic shooter, mm -hmm. and I like to have the cinema bars and stuff, and on certain platforms, it can retain that aspect ratio. Yeah. Right. And then another trick I've seen with, if you have two people talking, you can actually just cut the frame in half and then put them side one on oh, top, sure. one on bottom. Mm -hmm. um, Why? <laughs> so you can see both reactions at the same time, you depending know, the, what you're the going The things for. I'm learning on this fluid show, I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> when I was a young boy, we didn't have that technology. <laughs> Listen here. <laughs> you and your uh, vertical video. And I think, um, to real quick say, yeah. talking about those trends, I mean, mm -hmm. let's be honest. I mean, we joke, but we're really not that old. Mm -hmm. We've been you know, doing video for a while. But that is also what's exciting for those that are listening and, mm -hmm. and looking at what digital marketing is evolving into. That's what's so crazy. It is vastly evolving, and there's so many different ways for people to be creative mm -hmm. and come up with new ways to uh, invent their own creative touch to their, mm -hmm. their creative videos. Yeah. Um, so I think that... That is a, uh, and I think it's going to continue to evolve. I think mm -hmm. we're going to continue to see how that is. Uh, yeah. VR is a big thing that VR. people talk about. Mm -hmm. I you mean, know, that's yeah. 3D area, videos. But that's an area I almost know nothing about, yeah. frankly. And I know that, you know, there's now cameras and things mm -hmm. that um, are starting to, to, to work with that. And obviously, mm -hmm. after, or, uh, excuse me, After Effects and Premiere mm -hmm. have put a lot of investment in, into those VR features. I have no idea yeah. how any of well, it works. Well, the, the Insta360 is a really cool yeah. tool because you can film and just it films 360 as you're filming. And then yeah. in post, you basically can maneuver the camera and look at what you want. Yeah. So if you're skiing down a hill and you hold out in front of you and then in post, you can decide, I want to look down the hill and then I want to rotate the camera to look at the guy skiing sure. and all those options. That's I think that's probably one of the coolest versions of VR that you can use in a more cinematic way. The camera quality is not there yet. I'm not yeah. happy with the quality. Okay. But once it gets up there and you can do a very nice looking linear, right. that gives you a lot of freedom when you're filming. So filming. I had an opportunity to experiment a little bit into like 360 cams mm -hmm. when they were just starting to kind of come out at my previous work. We went on a trip to, uh, to Kenya Mm -hmm. And one of uh, the villages we were going into, it was a pretty large stretch of just open, desolate space. And 
I was able to get on top of our little caravan um, Jeep mm-hmm. or whatever with the 360, you know, little camera that I had mm-hmm. and just kind of held it there underneath it because you didn't see below. Um, and I was able to then see everywhere. I could, if I chose to look at it yeah. later on, like uh, I want to see what we're looking at going forward, I could look backwards and it was like you were there again, Yeah, which is incredible. Um, but like you said, the quality wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And I also just heard on the radio, there's a... Um, some assisted living or like a retirement home that are now pitching like their special features for being at their mm-hmm. facility is VR experiences where yeah. now when you can't travel anymore, they can put on VR yeah. and go on a vacation. To well, a and I mind you that this is not a new technology. I can, you go back to the early nineties, mm-hmm. um, QuickTime VR existed or 360. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I, I remember looking at, I'm a nerd, the technical manual of the enterprise D Mm-hmm. Uh, for next generation, that's Star I mean, Trek. That was for anyone that's listening, <laughs> <laughs> which is coming back this January, Captain Picard. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Oh, I haven't seen another the plug. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, CBS. <laughs> <laughs> so, VR is a very interesting space, and in terms of right now, it's more commercial application mm-hmm. and being able to walk into spaces and such, but. From a storytelling perspective, it's a very interesting nuance to it to figure out. And I've, this is something I've been thinking about is how can I tell a story and when the the audience could be looking the other way. Yeah. Be like, oh, this is what's happening. There's a murder and they missed it. And you're like, oh, oh, that was over there. I was looking the wrong way. And sure. like, how do you how do you utilize that to enhance the experience versus take away from the experience? Mm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's an interesting thought. Because especially when you're thinking about production, if you got lights and any kind of crew, you got to hide them. And if yeah. you got 360, that, you've got that'll be the biggest you know, challenge with uh, VR hitting into full cinema. Now, or I can see it working is with these animated films. Oh yeah, you know yeah. that's very true. That's actually a really you good can point. Just walk right into an animated film that would be a really cool experience. it would be a wild yeah. experience. So we're getting to the holodeck. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yes. Back to Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and even as 3D gets more and more realistic, um, but yeah, for actual practical sets, you're going to have to have a lot of in set lighting that is for sure. I'm losing the term on it. What's, uh, practical, practical Practical lighting. lighting. Yeah, Yeah, you really, it's true. It's Uh, very true. It's interesting too, as we've been, you know, we're kind of steering into more creative and like uh, production, but Mm -hmm. even going back to like digital marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, thinking about these new technologies, thinking about how you can utilize like 360, you know, for us with working at uh, Lake Michigan Credit Union, there's been times where we talk about what about the idea of, uh, we're always thinking about our our members and potential new members. If they're thinking, I want to go into a branch, but I'm not really sure what to expect. Now you have an opportunity to use a 360 cam to then take a quick tour mm. virtually right. for them to be able to see and experience what it's like there um, before even coming into a branch. So um, that's that's how you can finally see what Florida looks like, right? right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, if you, if you think about it, though, I mean, for a business application, that, that makes a lot of sense. You yes. can have all this. Um, Especially for real estate. Especially mm-hmm. for real estate. Yeah. Real, estate's real estate really... is probably the biggest industry to benefit from VR yeah. that I can think of right now. Yeah. So if you're in video, get into real estate is what you're saying. <laughs> if you're right. into 360 video. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, this is probably a very underserved market right now. 
So if you own a 360 camera, which you can buy for But every time I bucks, thought that, that yeah. anything was underserved, it wasn't. I've looked into it, and it's not. <laughs> and then it gets uh, saturated. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to get in before it's saturated. I still think yes. the market is at a point where most real estate agents won't be thinking about 360 and how sure. they can implement that. And if you can be the person to come in there and before the market's saturated and say, hey, I can make this 360 tour of your home and put it online for you, just give it a try, see how it works, see how people yeah. react well, you know, to I, it. I think you have a very good point there. You know, Lake Michigan Credit Union is actually the number one purchase lender um, mm -hmm. in the state of Michigan. So right. we give a lot of mortgages out. And so we're pretty closely tied with a lot of uh, our loan officers who mm -hmm. work with real estate agents. And I can tell you that just from an industry trend uh, across the board, I mean, you're looking at Amazon and all the mm -hmm. retail end of things is oh, really yeah. sort of going online mm -hmm. in this convenience era that mm -hmm. we're in. And you can start to see with homes especially, I don't think, you know, maybe 10 years ago this was a different story, but I think today you're starting to have people that are walking into the home that, that have been on that, you know, listing for, for weeks yeah. looking at these pictures. So they're, mm -hmm. they're coming in way more educated than they ever have mm -hmm. when they walk into the home. And I think it actually helps the entire housing market as well because yeah. now, now there's less hunting, right, yeah. mm -hmm. because they're doing that on their own in and the comfort of their home. you can close the deal easier if they way already easier. have sold themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're so. just there to collect the... The commissions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I mean, it, and that VR, I think it 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 allows you to see it, it, in the home environment yeah. everything. And right? do you think Lake Mission Credit Union will roll out some sort of VR platform for their loan officers, or would that even benefit them in any way? I don't think it would benefit us yeah. in particular, but a lot of the partners that we mm -hmm. our loan officers work with, for sure. Would, okay, it would. Yeah. Oh, well, what it because do you? offer tools to the people your loan officers work with mm -hmm. at all because that might be a tool that you could sometimes sometimes okay. it's uh it's a tough area yeah. you know i mean because they have their own business we have our business and obviously mm -hmm. our our primary goal is to make sure we can fund someone's home and yeah. their goal is to sell homes right, so right. they're mm -hmm. they're different but the same in, in a lot of different ways does that mm -hmm. make sense yeah, for and, sure. And you said you looked into this market. Is it saturated right now? I haven't looked into this market. I've looked okay. into others that I thought weren't saturated, <laughs> right. and I was always wrong. Yeah. Oh, so okay. <laughs> he, he comes up with these million-dollar inventions all the time. All the time. And mm, we're nope. sitting there like, this is the best idea ever. He and then this. someone else invents it? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Every time. Yeah. It, it's all about execution. You can be a genius, but if you don't execute on an idea, it's, it's it has no value But half you. his ideas aren't like – everywhere yet right yeah. like, but mm -hmm. they they do exist which is the hard thing i think mm -hmm. in the yeah it's true the most recent big idea i had was a smart shower that you could literally from an app turn the water on set your exact perfect like personal temperature and it mm -hmm. temperature gauges everything i'm like or I've even never... with a digital panel in the shower, in the shower. You know? and then ruin your phone you're like ah <laughs> right? no, no, no. <laughs> no. but we were like and i'm jamming on these ideas with, with ryan and we're like i've never seen anything like that you know we both own houses and we're constantly doing home you know remodel mm -hmm. stuff i'm like i don't see anything like that and so finally it gets to that it gets to that point and you're like well we should just search what the internet's doing and then <laughs> before guess we what? continue this <laughs> all but the major uh, it's yeah. a great idea really yeah. like, especially if you have small children uh did you, you know, find you it exists it exists Unfortunately. Uh, now it's expensive i've been getting into <laughs> smart technology um i have I, I just bought one of those Google Home things, so okay, I yeah. can now just 
have things happen by my voice, which is really cool and really convenient in a lot of different use cases. And it's the first time anyone listened to Paul. <laughs> I know. That's why I like it. It, it actually listens. Yeah, soon it'll be talking to you, telling yeah, you what to do. That's right. You'll see. But, but I, I think that all that smart technology is is really cool. Now, I don't get the smart fridge. I don't understand how, what the use of a smart fridge is well don't you want to know when you're only you know a quarter of the way with your milk it, it can gauge that does it actually track I, I can't i don't that. i don't think <laughs> if it can actually track guys we just got a million useful. dollar idea right here on the show right here <laughs> and don't steal it yeah that's right <laughs> it probably exists <laughs> yeah because yeah. Yeah. i i was just walking around and it orders and, uh, it on amazon yeah, just That's instant. Brilliant. Okay, we'll look at that after the show. They Sorry. have those little things that you yeah. just a button that you press. Yeah, I don't, don't need, need a, for button. a button. The, no. the fridge knows what to do. <laughs> I want a, I want a robot. But like to if, know you had, it. if you for your common items like toilet paper, if yeah. you run out, you press a button and everything's taken Why? care of. Why when just the delivers. smart home knows you're out of toilet paper, Paul? The toilet paper just comes. That's right. Well, how is the technology going to recognize that? Maybe it does. I I don't have an expertise <laughs> in here, well. but I find that. It, I think it would be hard or a challenge to get technology to recognize that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hard. We'll figure it out. <laughs> there's, when there's a will, there's One a thing way. I will say, though, uh, kind of bringing us back to that, like, digital marketing and in AI and machine learning and all the rest, this is kind of this new wave. And everyone, you know, there's different opinions out there on is it a good thing, is it a bad thing, I don't mm -hmm. really want people listening to me, or, you know, it doesn't really matter to me, I don't care. Um, for us as marketers, there's so much more data than really ever before because mm -hmm. of the machine learning and just some of the information. Yes, uh, we know it. The, everything you click on, a lot of times it's being tracked if you're you know, ordering things on Amazon. But that's also like data-rich information for marketers mm -hmm. to be able to look at these different trends that people are having at different age points and helps us to be a little bit more um, focused in when we're thinking of content to promote to certain age demographics, especially mm -hmm. for us, like, again, like Ryan said, uh, trying to help people understand. You Just can reconsolidate. I said it. <laughs> That's right. Reconsolidate a loan or, you know, get into a, a nice rate on a CD or something like that. We can help target better because of that data that we're getting. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's good and bad, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, and AI is an excellent way because – there's so much data at this point that mm -hmm. as much. a human, it's very difficult <laughs> mm -hmm. to even sift through or find the patterns. And as right. AI develops more and more, that data will become increasingly powerful. It will. It will. So, and, and again, people get freaked out or you know creeped out if like, hey, I Googled uh, like a sound bar for my TV mm. that I want to buy. And then next thing I know, when I'm scanning through Facebook a day later, all of a sudden, ads there for a sound bar. Yeah. Like, how did they know? Well, but at the end of the day, isn't that also convenient? Mm -hmm. Like, you were looking because you're interested, and yeah. now this ad came up, and it's like, oh, that's right, I was Unless still you're interested. Looking for somebody else, especially around this time of year, the Christmas season, True. you start looking for things you have no interest in, and then suddenly you're just getting fed all these ads. You're like, yeah. this wasn't even for me. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, and then being able to understand that human behavior and differentiate between when they're looking for themselves and when they're looking for other people. So mm -hmm. that's probably where AI is going to really start to help with that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. We do have to start wrapping up here. Um, 
And just last thing I want to talk about before we go is that we're the best guests your show's ever had. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> you made it so easy to talk. I mean, to you're no Paul. Howard Stern, but let me tell you. <laughs> so you, with the holiday season coming up, you've mm-hmm. got um, Santa Squad launching. That's right. And uh, tell me a little bit more about your campaign for that, and how do you get that in front of audiences? Mm, that's really good. Yeah. No, I, I insist. No, you're well, a kind of my Santa guy. Well, <laughs> is that because I'm starting to look like Santa? And you know, well, well I mean, when you put on the I white have beard. seen Tim <laughs> Allen's movie. That's right. It can happen. Did you like kill that. Santa Claus? It's true. Who? <laughs> um, so we coordinate with our community relations department, which does an excellent job finding ways to pay it forward through the month of December. So, I guess all month long, what we do is basically give back and pay it forward to the communities we serve in. So our job from the video perspective is basically just to cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is my sixth year doing it. <clears throat> and every year it's been sort of a, a transfer, transformative process. It was very news-oriented feel when, mm-hmm. when we first started it. But we're really trying to, this year, put in that more creative element. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, to be honest with you, Paul, is partly to do with your work while you're an intern with us because oh, your your storytelling very idea, minimal <laughs> a little yeah little. just I made a my little made my little impact yeah and left <laughs> but it was a great way to see that you know we can tell these stories still get the information um, but continue to um, raise the bar and how we present it in a cinematic way right. or how and there's always going to be mm. those um, times where it makes sense to do more of a just a news element kind of style so you got to mm. know what's right. Yeah, I think it varies based on the content, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got a really – I can't, of course, talk about any of the ideas. We try to keep it secret. But we've got a <laughs> really cool uh, month ahead for December where I mm-hmm. think we're doing really great things. In years past, we've 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 done really great things <laughs> um, with uh, Make-A-Wish and yeah. different foundations. So I think I think this year we're, we're on par to, to do some really, really cool stuff for the communities. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. It's good to hear. And I know just from being on set with that Santa that it's going to look really cool. And I'm starring in it. That's true. Uh, Paul <laughs> Matthews Media, if anyone needs help term. in Grand Co-starring Rapids. Co-starring with, with Santa Claus well, let me over just, here. Let me do a plug for Paul Matthew Media uh, because this guy came in uh, on a whim's notice. We did a trade deal, right? So I, I don't have a lot of resources uh, for the video production. So I came to former intern Paul and said, I'll cut you a deal. We'll go on your show if you help us with this shoot. And he he agreed to do that. But um, we're on set, and he offers to play the elf. So I was originally – he was just going to run Cameron and all the fun stuff. And Brent and I, I were going to be offer. I jokingly stated an idea. And I latched onto it <laughs> like a <laughs> – just zeroed in on Let's that. Let's be honest. When we look at you, perfect elf. Perfect <laughs> well, that, elf. Well, the good news is you found out that you barely fit the costume, and I certainly wouldn't. Have. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was a small costume even for me. So if yeah. you'd like to see the host of this fine show in spandex, please stay tuned. <laughs> and there goes his viewership. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on You're to the show. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, for the audience, uh, just want to close out that this is Ryan and Brett. They are 
are the video producers for Lake Mission Credit Union. And be sure to look out for Santa Squad. And I've got to plug our own podcast. It's coming up. It's right. called Wallet Wisdom from Lake Michigan Credit Union. Look out for it. Yeah. Ooh, I, I'm looking good. forward to hearing that. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you've he- you heard it here first in the Fluid Online Marketing Podcast. All right, guys. Thank you very much, and have a great day. Hi-de-ho, Tim. <laughs>